0: Welcome to my very first podcast. You are now listening to Let's Come Together with the Sex Star. So I went in my first podcast to really set the tone for what this experience will be like for all of you guys listening. And also for me to kind of just making sure that we get together in a way that really helps us to understand our own sexuality and the sexuality of people around us. So I really want to start off by thinking about what is good sex, you know? Um, I always imagine having sort of like a TV show on HBO or something and, you know, following in the same vein of Sex in the City and taxicab confessions and real sex and all of those things. And, you know, really kind of have a discussion about what is good sex. Um, so I really want to just plant that seed in your mind right now for the next 20 minutes. What is good sex? Um, are you having it? You know, how much sex is too much? How often do you masturbate? Is it okay if you ask your partner to have a threesome? Is it okay if your partner ask you to have a threesome with their best friend um, or with your best friend? Um, so those are some of the questions that I'm going to be tackling in this Um, period and really kind of focus on what sexual fascination is, because we all experience it at some level. Um, And just so we are aware of of what, you know, is going on for us when we think about sex and even engaging sex, um, sex and relationships can be very complicated. Um, So my idea for this podcast is to help you to really navigate through your thoughts, your feelings, your questions Um, and really get some insight into what it is that sex is really all about. So let's dive into it. One of the biggest quotes that you will hear over and over and over again, doesn't matter what part of the world you're in or how old you are or what genre you're in, um, sex sells. That's what they say. We already know that advertisers use subliminal messages to sell their products, you know, in every way, shape, or form, um, and that really is because erotic images affects our brains, and then once it affects our brains first, it follows the body parts, and then, like an accident, we just can't not look. We can't look away from it. Um, so what is it about sex and sexuality that is just so provocative? If we weren't repressed, um, which I often think that many of us are on some level, would sex still still hold for us that kind of enthralled feeling? Uh, would it really kind of excite us in the way it does? Um, certainly, the world would be wounded by sex-negative messages. Um, and a part of our cultural fleshly fixation might be trying instinctively to restore some sort of of sacred sexuality to its rightful place Um, but yet true eroticism really does demand a deep connection for us to stir up inside to arouse us from kind of like sleepwalking in a way through life Um, so The issue of sexual fascination might not be so much the result of sexualization intruding on society, but more likely it's the imposition of societal obligations onto individual erotic integrations and genuine interactions. So I want us to think about having more kind of authentic um, lives, you know, and also... Making sure that our sexual fascinations can be absorbed into a healthy form of sexual expression, um, you know. And I think about these things in different and on different levels. So there is the biological, you know, which is sort of like imperative for us to to mate, to experience, to secrete, um, in some cases, to reproduce. And then there's the socio Um, norms, which is what does society expect of us, Um, you know, through our sexual expression. And then beyond that is the psychological imperative. And that's really where the sexual fascination lies. Um, It really lies in the way we kind of express ourselves, the way we think about ourselves, the way we kind of engage each other sexually. And what that means is, for us, this idea that our expression sometimes can really not, it can be blinded by so many things around us, whether it's how we were raised, our traditions, our um, parents, our values, what we do for work, you know, are we a, a CEO of a company? Are you a teacher of fourth grade kids? Are you, you know, a preacher at a church? You know, all of those titles that we have often complicates our way of viewing sexuality and how we become fascinated with sex. And I think one of the the um, the things that I see a lot is just you know we mentioned this at the beginning the repressed sexuality, this kind of you know numbing of our sexual fascination, our sexual excitement, our sexual expression um, and it literally comes out in so many different ways which isn't always very helpful. Um, and sexuality is one of the very rare true transformations of ourselves um, you know it, it, it's almost so pure in its in its inception and its expression. Um, that we can't really deny it, even when it's repressed, Um, you know, even when it's subjected to so much shame and guilt and um, tabooism, it still finds a way to come out somehow. Um, And I really want, as you're listening to this podcast, I really want you to be conscious of the subject of sexual fascination um, and be more aware of what kind how your transformation has evolved since puberty so if you think about puberty what was that like for you where were you um, in your kind of mind where was your sexuality at that point um, and i'm sure if you think back to it you will see that it's evolved so much um, since then um, and obviously the older you get the more experiences you have the more you learn about yourself as the more it will continue to evolve and continue to grow. Um, You know, think about foreplay. Um, And also I like to, you know, we talk about foreplay a lot. That's kind of like a social norm that people talk about. Um, But I like to think of it as outer play. Um, Because foreplay tend to imply that it's, pre-something, it's before something else. And I tell my clients all the time, you know, what you do as an activity can be, become the activity. It doesn't have to be a prelude to intercourse. Um, So I like to think of outer play. And outer play basically means everything you do, except penetration, except insertion. Um, So that could be oral sex, it could be anal play without penetration, it could be um, foot play, it could be sensual touch, it could be erotic massages, it could be, um, you know, mutual masturbation. There's so many different things that you can do that doesn't, that that will excite you that doesn't necessarily involve penetration of any sort. So I want to kind of reframe that word foreplay or the phrase foreplay um, to outer play um and you know i think if we think back to a time where sex was the farthest thing from our minds it was for many of us so long ago that our days you know our in and out days even though we might not be having sex on the mind constantly it's still a part of our our, our lives um and as adults you know, our responsibilities and obligations can after, often bind us to this daily grind. You know, you go, you go to work, you take care of your children. If you have children, you take care of your partner. If you have a partner, you take care of a, a dog. If you have um, pets, um, you know, you might be taking care of a, another family member. So, you know, those responsibilities and obligations often bind us. Um, but for some adults sex might be one of the few interactions that kind of restores their openness and sensory exploration of play. Uh, you know, sex can actually take us away from what feels like responsibilities or feels like obligations to a place where we can actually just enjoy ourselves in a way that's personal to us, in a way that's exciting to us, that in a way that doesn't always have to involve someone else. And if it does involve someone else, it's usually a conscious and consensual relationship that en- that engages us on a very intimate level. Um, and I want you to think about this idea of center exploration of play. Um, and also, if you think about it in that way, then it won't be very hard for you to see why you know, a sexual preoccupation might take over when people become locked out of, being, of having a fulfilling experience in their life. Um, so I really want you to kind of seep into that and think about what that is. Um, what's your fascination with sex? Consider what your ideas of sex is. And we start out by talking about what is good sex. You know how much sex is too much? How often do you think about it? How much do you actually engage in it? Um, do you enjoy sex with multiple partners or do you enjoy sex with, with a monogamous partner? Um, I want you to think about what is the feeling that you get or you experience as sexuality enters your routine during the day. Um you know, do you look at an image that has, you know, erotic tones to it? Or is it, you know, a kind of voice that you hear that kind of sparks your intuition and sparks your sexual fascination and sparks your your idea of touch and sensory images and, and excitement and erotica? Um, I want you to in this moment, kind of think about what sex encompasses for you. Um, you know, is it physical touch? Is it um, romantic gestures? Is it, you know, the sound of someone's voice? Is it the way they they look at you? Is it the way they touch you? Is it the way they smell? Um, is it the way you fantasize about them and also think about fantasies um oftentimes we fantasize about things that we just would not do in a sort of like regular day-to-day it's something that we think about as an extension we think about it because it's outside of our norm Um, you know so what does that fantasy look like for you what are those fantasies Does it involve people you know or does it involve absolutely random strangers? I really want you to think about that. Um, And also think about what kind of sexual excitement is overwhelming for you. Do you ever feel that sense of overwhelming, like, rush? Like, this is just too much. I can't handle this at all. Um... You know, one way to counterbalance the overwhelming allure of the sensory world is to operate from your inner potency. So what drives you the most? Um, what is it about your being that allows you to be empowered and to feel good um, is what really is going to be the Contradiction to this kind of overwhelming outside force um, that that may be pulling you. And um, I really want you to think about the kind of sex that people say sells. You know, what is the kind of subliminal messages that are coming through on a day to day basis, whether it's things that we engage with for purchase or whether it's services that we use people we interact with the music we listen to Um, think about all of those things and I also want you to kind of be more aware of your sexual fascinations and be aware of your sexual fantasies you know maybe you can write little notes down for yourself just so you can be reminded of those things that really excite you and those things that fascinate you and those things that turn you on in a way that helps you to be more aware of what your sexual being is, who you are as a sexual being. is something that's entirely, you know, conceptualized by you. There is no outside force that can determine what your sexual being is. Um, And however you describe that, however you feel about that, and however you choose to express that, is entirely hundred percent all you. Um, so it's very important to be in tune with that. It's very, very important to be aware of that. It's very important to be knowledgeable about that, and to be able to share that with your special partners or partner. Um, you know, to be able to say, "This is what I truly like. This is what I how I like to be pleased. This is what excites me." a very powerful in its in its own unique way um, the, the, the expression is one thing but the communication is even more important um, and this idea that you you know if we can go back to what we talked about earlier about what is good sex good sex is anything that you are pleased with and you know and by pleased, you know, it doesn't have to, you know, end with an orgasm. Um, it could just be, it could be the duration of whatever, you know, activities or action that you're partaking in that brings you pleasure. And, and pleasure that isn't just in the moment, but pleasure that that you can carry on through your, your day or your night. Um, and I get this question all the time. It's how much sex is too much sex um and i don't think there is such a thing as too much sex i think if you're physically able to have sex and the kind of sex you're having is consensual among all parties then there is no such thing as too much sex um you want to make sure that you have Taking the necessary steps to be safe. Um, You want to take the necessary steps to make sure that you're healthy and your partners are healthy. Um, And you also want to make sure that you're enjoying it, that you're actually being pleasured, and it's not out of control. Um, So and, you know, when I say out of control, I don't mean out of control. That's defined by anyone else but yourself. Um, you know, if you feel like it's out of control, if you feel like it's something that you don't have, you know, sort of like a good handle on, then that's something that's obviously not healthy. Um, but if it's what you're doing and you're enjoying it and you're in control of it and you want to be in control, um, then that's that's really all good sex is. So I really, I'm really happy that you guys took the time to listen to. My podcast today. Um, it's the first one. <laughs> kind of, you know, a little bit, it's taken me a while to get to where I, I decided I'm, I'm actually going to record this. So thank you for bearing with me. I'm still learning the process as we go along, but I really enjoy talking about this subject. I think um, it's my favorite subject in the world to talk about, and it's also one of the things that I enjoy listening to other people talk about so hopefully you've enjoyed and i really look forward to seeing you again soon um and please send me messages let me know what you think um and we'll be together again very very soon so thank you for listening let's come together with the sex doc